0: The following podcast from IQ was originally recorded as a video interview. You will be listening to the edited audio version. Don't worry, you won't be missing anything, as the video equivalent does not refer to any graphics or imagery. Thank you and enjoy the podcast.
1: Well, hello there, domain name people. In this latest segment of our video blog series, we're going to have a conversation with the head of data at Spam House, Carol Bitter. Spam House is one of the abuse sources that we have curated into our IQ Abuse Manager. And it's among several other feeds that are available to all of our customers and trial users. I conducted a wide-ranging conversation with Carol, who is part of the very fabric of the Spam House project. He's been with the organization for over a decade. And most of his time is spent investigating how a bad actor's infrastructure operates. And it's his mission to ensure that Internet users are protected from nefarious activity. Carol regularly presents to audiences around the globe, and we are so fortunate to have snagged him away from his busy schedule to speak with us today. So let's get going. Well, hello there, everyone, and welcome. This is the fifth um, segment of the IQ Video Blog series, and today I'm thrilled to have Carol Bitter uh, with us. And Carol is the uh, Chief Data Scientist at the Spam House Project. Hello there, Carol. Hello there. Hello, hello.
0: Yeah, head of data, but it doesn't really matter. It's it's. Uh, I'm a data guy. Let's Here's- let's let's make it short to that. The data guy.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, um, that's uh, data is what it's all about. I think, uh, especially what we're talking about here today. Um, hey, how did you get involved? You know, with the Spam House project?
0: Um, well, it's I, I guess it's kind of a fun story. Uh, it happened a really, really <laughs> long time ago, and uh, and this was before the days where, where spam filters were very common and 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 something that you know basically everybody had and and took care of things. Um, my private email address got uh, there was a day where I got more spam than actual email, and, and it just got out of hand. And, and um, I, the amount of spam just you know, drowned, drowned out any other conversations I had. So I started looking into okay, what can I do about this? And uh, I got involved with all sorts of forums. And, and this is back in the days of Usenet. Uh, and, yeah. and through all those sort of things I met other people who who were dealing with these issues and at some point uh, I was asked to to help the Spam House Project that's that's the short version
1: can, can you give me a little bit of an overview give our audience a little bit of an overview of the Spam House Project's uh, mission You know, maybe a little bit about your history as well
0: Yeah, so, so the Spam House Project has been a long, uh, around for, for in, in internet terms quite a long time we started in 1998 which is by now uh, t- 23 years ago, which yeah is is quite long on the internet. Uh, and it was started by a group of like-minded people said, you know what, we we should really try to see if we can do something about this this spam problem. And it started out by by highlighting uh, the. Uh, uh, the people, you know, both the people responsible for sending the spam, but also the, the facilitators, the people who were producing these, the this, this specific software used for, for spamming and any ISPs that were uh, involved in, in making sure that th- these people could do what they were doing. This this was very much in the early days that there, there was lots of AUP type things that just all in its infancy. And um, so it, it, it it started out as just a bunch of like-minded people and was formed into a nonprofit uh, which is still is today the spammers project is a, is a nonprofit that uh, uh, has as, as as our goal it is to you know um, fight spam and and related abuse on the internet so over time um, this the spam problem itself obviously, Morphed quite a bit. It started out with people just sending spam directly. Then they moved to open relays, to open proxies, to malware-created proxies, botnets. So at some point, you know, just spam itself starts really a lot of other different subjects like like malware, botnets, and things like that. Phishing came along, and uh, one of the things that that makes us sort of um, unique in in this place is that we we publish data that people can use to to. You know, block spam that they get and we give that away for free you know there's a i have to say there's a, a sort of a you know a use, um, acceptable use policy attached to that so that that uh, uh you, know, you can't abuse the thing that the, the service that we provide but basically we still to this day and and uh you know for i hope forever um we, we provide data that people can use to to protect themselves against uh against spam in, in its many shapes and forms. And that same data, or sometimes derivatives thereof, or, or subsets thereof, we also provide to, um, to, to ISPs, to networks, to, to registries, registrars, certs, to be able to help them to remediate any problems that they might find. So that is, that is what we do.
1: Yeah, I think that translates into the various lists that you provide, uh, you know, that uh, I'm aware of, of course, the, the, the different um, block lists. Um, and some of our viewers are watching this know a lot about those, but there are others that might need um, a primer. Could you briefly define the spam house block list or uh, essentially you know what is that list or the domain block list in particular, you know and how that's used?
0: Yeah, so so we would we, we generally provide the majority of our data either concerns about IP addresses, so it's it's reputation or classification of IP addresses or domain names, um, and since uh, you know, we're, we're talking mostly about domain names here, I'll go a little bit deeper into that. Uh, we have um, a domain reputation data set, and uh, which is uh, what we basically try to do is we try to assess the reputation of every domain we can find. So it's not just, we're not just looking at bad domains, we're also looking at good domains and how they weigh each other out and how they influence each other. Um, what we publish uh, to the public for free, the, the, the domain block list is is a list of domain names that we think uh, you, know, you should be extra careful with if if they uh, if if, they, if you see them in email. Uh, that's that's the you know, it, it started out as a very much as an email centric product. Um, right. What with that list, we we, uh, we 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 have subsets of the list that are more focused towards, for example, registry registrar um, uh, uh, remediation. You know, you, the fact that that you put something on, the, on, a, on a block list and say, okay, if, if you see this in email, you probably don't want to accept an email. That doesn't mean automatically that registry registrar might take that same domain name and say, okay, yeah, yeah we're going to, we're going to, uh, uh, cancel it or, or uh, you know, put it on server holes or, or client hole, anything like that. So right. there, there is there is a subset of the data, which is for registries, registrars. There are subsets of data that only deal with um, legitimate domain names that might have been compromised. There are subsets that deal with malware, there are subsets that, mean, that deal with command and control and phishing. So, uh, But it all comes out of the same big engine, and, uh, which usually refers to as the DBL engine. And uh, yeah, and, and the DBL is just the most visible, visible part of that. But in the end, it's a domain reputation data set. And the fact that you're on the DBL doesn't mean as a domain owner that you are, you know, that we think you're a spammer. Um, it just means that we think that the, the reputation of your domain name is, is poor or or possibly even bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, yeah, but uh, that... The, the real power in, in that is, is in the different use cases that you can have for 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 the data that, that depending on what you use it for, there's, there's really a lot you can do with it.
1: Yeah, so th- thanks for um, uh, explaining a little bit about that. I think um, as it relates to like a domain name registry operator or even registrars, um, when you're looking at like a, a lot of names, obviously it's scale perhaps, you um, can you share a little bit about how the that list is is compiled or how you calculate it? Right. Yeah. So what we we
0: I always start with saying you know, we, we try to get our hands on on every domain name that exists. You know, first you need to know that the domain name exists before you can can calculate any reputation on it. So we're pretty greedy about getting domain names. We take zone files, but we also take email traffic. We take DNS traffic. Uh, uh, we look at uh, the the, the Anywhere where we can get domain names at the moment, we have a domain name in our hands we say, hey, we've never seen this before. We can start our, our process of, of, of assessing the reputation, figuring out, is this one good or bad? Or maybe we don't know yet, or maybe it's somewhere in the gray area. Uh, and this is a, a process that, that uses um, uh, hundreds of different things that we look at and that all have an assigned score and basically all these things together. You know, the score either goes towards good or goes towards bad, and you add all these these little things together, and you end up at a uh, at a score for the domain. Um, obviously, this is not a static thing. Uh, we we reassess domains pr- quite regularly, uh, depending on a whole, whole lot of factors. Uh, so the, the score is always something that in in our in the way we see it, this is. You know, if you compare it to to people you meet, if you meet somebody just for the first time, you're probably not just going to give them the keys to your house, right? Yeah. You, but <laughs> Yeah. So, but it, once you get to know people better, you're going to trust them more. And this is the same with same with domain names that we that we become aware of. And, and uh, domain names that are new usually have you know that just because they're new, you you don't always know what the purpose is, what what the the context is, and that's something that that's important in in assessing domain reputations you need to keep doing this over longer time and you will see a domain either drift towards good or drift towards bad um and uh um you know things can go and just like you know the analogy of of, of, you meeting a person things can go too bad really quickly and if they do it takes a longer time to go back to good you know if somebody robs you steals your wallet
1: Mm -hmm.
0: pretty bad reputation for this person and before you trust them again that's gonna take some time. So this is the same with domain names.
1: Interesting, yeah, I think I, when the folks that are using our tools, for example, um, some of them like to look at uh, domains that have been registered in the five-day ad grace period that might be being used for credit card fraud, phishing attacks and so forth. Um, and then others are really surprised to find that domains that have a long history um, that have been um uh, uh, in the DNS for, for more than a decade, uh, mm-hmm. perhaps even two decades, um, actually have um, malware or command and control established sure. uh, um, on that domain. And the domain registrant or the uh, or may not even be aware.
0: Yeah, and, and so, I mean, the, uh, the domain industry and the domain ecosystems is, as you know, you know pretty dynamic. And uh, uh, you know, we've had, if you look over the past, five six years we've got all the new gtlds which is i I think changed the the landscape quite a bit um but there's also uh uh as as some bad people some miscreants figure out that that uh, new domains have inherently far less trust than old ones uh people try to go out and get old ones to say okay you know maybe i can i can sort of circumvent that 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 uh that, that mistrust of, of, of new domains. So they try to get old domains and then do bad things with them. And unfortunately, there, it, it is, at least you know, from, from a security perspective, it is pretty easy to, to get your hands on a second-hand domain name and still have it you know, carry its original registration date that might be back in, I don't know, 2010, 2005. So you get all these, these years of, of being good. You sort of get as, a, as a little as an extra present and uh that's that's something that yeah would be great if if it that could be uh that could be handled a little bit differently
1: yeah i think even if even if you're um, you know you think that the bad actors out there you know would try to create fake identities, but it seems like it's a lot easier to steal someone's identity than to create a fake one uh perhaps. <laughs> Uh, th- 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 there are so
0: many so many leaks around these days so it's so yeah. easy to get uh tons of of pii and and use that to uh to 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 get you know e- either to buy new domain names and say okay you know instead of where people used to put completely fake things in there i mean a lot of registries these days do do some form of of uh, checking against what people fill in as, as domain owners and um yeah so th- the days of using completely made up Things are, I wouldn't say behind us, but it, it does, there's a little bit more scrutiny these days. But it's really easy to get either really good looking fake data or just, yeah, you know, why bother with fake data if you can get real data? So,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that kind of actually leads to my next uh, question. And, and that is, uh, you know, like you were saying earlier, a domain, just because it is um, reported uh, on your list does not necessarily mean inherently. That it is bad, but it, that it could be bad, uh, or the reputation is poor. But the the registrant, through the registry um, or the registry itself, or the or the domain registrar, is able to show that this domain name actually is is okay. It's cool. There's there's actually nothing wrong with it. How do they remove that from your list? So the, the what. The way we we operate the list
0: is that basically anyone can come into a website and and do self removal and only in uh, like a select subset of the cases they uh, instead of the, the self removal being immediately active like you know within a minute uh, they might be required to create a ticket where where the, the removal request is subject to human review but uh, even that I mean that usually gets handled pretty quickly so it's it's really uh, and me a, it's as as easy as it is to get on the list, in certain cases, it's also very easy to get off the list. Uh, we, we we what we don't want, obviously, is is to to um, have the list. I mean, it's it's never possible to have zero false positives and zero false negatives. But uh, right. what we want to do is that when they happen, we want to make sure that that people have uh, a very quick and easy way to to remediate themselves. And at the same time, we hope to you know, to give them some useful information, saying, you know, look, um, this is how how this is what best practices are around this sort of thing. Yeah, um, you know, that's that's especially you know, in cases where where people create a ticket, we really have we have the the opportunity to communicate with the domain owner and say, look, you know, this is what we think. You should do different. I mean, obviously, we we we're not the police; we can't force anyone. But um, the, the, there's there's a lot of uh, internet security has gotten very complicated and very hard. And there are many people who 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 do things, and and they're maybe not aware of what what some of the best practices are. So there's there's really a, a, a teaching moment there that we can use to say, look, uh, if you would have done this differently, or if you pay more attention to that, then then you will not have the kind of problems that you run into.
1: Yeah, that's what we we try to um, advise uh, clients about is uh, best practices in managing abuse and how to to prevent it from happening perhaps in the first place. Uh, There is somewhat of an ongoing discussion about maybe a more systematic feedback loop uh, on takedown processes. In other words, to provide Right. Uh, in other words, if a registry operator says, you know, we, we just took down, you know, 5,000 names uh, that were reported uh, on your list, uh, and we've, we've taken them down immediately. And there seems to be some discussion, at least from, from what I'm hearing, that it would be really nice to have some sort of an instant feedback or real time feedback loop where, where um, the Spam House project would be alerted that yep. these domains are now placed on server hold. Happy to accommodate that. Uh,
0: the, usually, the uh, uh, I mean, it, it would be great if we can all agree on how to do that because there are what is it? Just in .com, there are maybe like three, four, five thousand registrars. I'm not exactly sure, and a lot of people want to do things their own way. So, if we can agree on having having some sort of sort of shared standard, uh, it's easy. But you no, know, we're, we're pretty flexible, and people who who want to work with us. Um, yeah, like I said, we're always happy to work with registries and registrars to to uh, to do this.
1: I'll ask you um, this question because we occasionally get questions from various customers who state that mm-hmm. they're very serious with domain name abuse, but they're puzzled about why their particular TLD um, or registrar gets on your top ten, you know, bad list. You know, right? How yeah. how do they get off that that list? I mean, I, 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 and that's kind of a we 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 advise them on things they should be doing on how they mm-hmm. should get off the list. But I'm interested to hear you know your point of view. So um, what we see
0: is that often when this happens, there are just a handful of of, of bad operators who manage to buy a, a fairly big chunk of domains. And sometimes it's hundreds, sometimes it's over a thousand, uh, sometimes it's even more. Um, and, and they just you know, they come in out of the blue and, and for, so I think the important thing to remember in this context is that for a lot of people who do bad things with domain names either being spam or or uh, or or SEO fraud or you know, basically any, anything where you need a lot of domain names for yeah uh, they don't really care what the domain name looks like and they also usually don't really care what TLD it is in they are going to buy a name, and they are going to know the name gets, bur- uh, gets burned. And so they are in need of a continuous supply of, of fresh domain names, because otherwise they can't get past filters, either being email filters, or, or maybe Google filters out search results. It doesn't really matter what the kind of abuse is. They know the domain names get burned. And as a result, they care more about, um, they, they care a lot about pricing. If you have to buy a lot of domain names, you. You, you know, if you can pay half of, half of what you normally pay, you're going to get a lot of extra domain names and you can do as a result, you can probably do more abuse. So they, there's, there's, you often see that, that uh, the, these things follow promotions. If a TLD suddenly starts promoting the um, uh, domain names in, in that TLD saying, hey, we have this promotion running for the next month or two months or whatever, and you get you know, the domains at a steep discount. That's often when the abuse comes in because, again, the bad operators, the miscreants, don't really care so much about the TLD usually. It's not always the case, but often they don't. And they'll just buy in volume and they will come in at once and they will buy a lot of domains at once. And if they have a you know, fairly successful campaign with this, where, where they can, um, the, the domains don't get taken down immediately, they'll, they'll probably buy more. Say, hey, this one works. This, this you know, the, the response time is either you know, doesn't exist or it's it's long enough for us to get out of it what we want. But in the end, they will treat the domain names as throwaway resources. You know, they, they use it, right. it gets burned, and they forget about it. They're, obviously, these don't get renewed, right? This yeah. the, 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 there's an enormous churn in in some of these uh, some of these names. And yeah. uh, so, do you actually have. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, if, so if you if you have these these some of these TLDs don't uh, uh, they, they uh, you get some you get this really big influx of bad domains and right. because we calculate the scores not against the entire zone file volume because we often don't know it I mean, the GTLDs you can get the on but ccTLDs most ccTLDs you, you just have to guess how big the zone is so we 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 come up with this formula where we, we look at how much domains we see in DNS traffic so and, and this sort of takes care of, of some, some tlds have an enormous amount of park domains which exist but they don't really do anything and uh they don't they're not getting used so this is sort of a way to deal with that and say okay look how much of the domain names that are in a certain tld are being actively used by you know people on the internet doesn't really matter for what we just see them in dns traffic and how much of those are we think are bad and so yeah, if suddenly there's this enormous influx of bad domains, people buying uh, domains by the hundreds, by the thousands, and they start abusing things, yeah, then suddenly you, you can you can go into the top 10 pretty quickly. and uh, But yeah, if, if if they go away, if you cancel the domain, if you will also automatically drop out of the top 10. And, you know... Over time, it's actually. I think this is a really interesting thing. Is that we've had a lot of registries and registrars reach out once they when they get in there, saying, "Hey, you know, we, we find ourselves in there. Is there any information you can provide?" And so we can give them the list of, of uh, the domains we think are bad. And usually that ends up in you know, a, a long time working relationship where we where we send people things that we think are bad, uh, either directly right. or you know, through your product, for example, and. And they deal with it, and that's that's the great great thing. I mean, that sort of keeps keeps the TLDs clean, and and in the end, that also uh, uh, the the best way of preventing abuse is to be proactive about it. You know, the bad people know that that okay, if they this, they go to a certain TLD, and and sometimes the domains get get blocked before they get used. And they say, okay, this is you know money wasted. We're not going gonna go there again, and that's that's in the end, that's great.
1: Yeah, and I think that kind of explains maybe the peaks and valleys perhaps of why someone might suddenly appear on the list and then disappear yep. and then maybe reappear yep. on the list uh, yep. because of these, these blocked blocked names. Do you, do you have any data um, that you can maybe talk about or maybe that you've analyzed that might show any particular trends on low-priced domains, say, versus .com? I mean, .com is arguably the largest TLD out there. It's been around yeah. you know, for a long yeah. time. It has the, the top branding, I guess you could say, um, but it's not exactly you know, low price. Uh, there are registrars sometimes that may offer, um, if they're able to, um, you know, super duper low price for the first year, um, similar to what you might find on some new GTLDs. But like, do you find that the types of abuse that are being used, um, that's being propagated perhaps in the dot-com zone um, differs from what you've seen in the new GTLDs, for example, or ccTLDs? Um, no. So, so uh, ccTLDs are a little bit different because some of the ccTLDs are
0: are very much um, I would call it locked down. Like uh, you need to have your registrant info be in the country that the ccTLD belongs to, right. uh, which which is a great way of limiting abuse. By the way, uh, obviously GTLDs can't really do that. Uh, they are usually open to to anyone who 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 uh, who wants to get one. Dot um, com. I mean, there's yeah, it's 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 been around forever. Everybody has it. They have probably by by total number of domains the largest number of bad domains, but that is not weird because they are also by far the largest TLD. So, but again, if you look at it from from total registrations or total active, it, the numbers for dot com look, look pretty good. Um, so. Is it different in new GTLDs? Yes, sometimes it is. It differs per TLD, and, and it, it's really a come and go thing. I mean, um, a couple of years ago, there were a couple of TLDs that were managed by, uh, by a registrar that doesn't really exist anymore right now. And they had enormous numbers of, 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 of abuse, which all turned out to come from one registrar that was uh, basically, I guess, almost the exclusive reseller of, of those TLDs. Right. And who had a very aggressive pricing strategy, and who even offered tools to uh, to create to easily create like large batches of domain names. if you if you don't know the name yourself, they had this tool on the website that would just generate strings and and add their TLD to it. And there was this mass buy button, you know, your bulk <laughs> registration button, so you can buy five hundred domains in one go, right, which is right. great for people who who see them as 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 um, uh, a throwaway asset, as something that that you know. Uh, that they demand. burn through. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, and th- I mean, th- so from our perspective, there's always been a strong correlation between uh, abuse and, and and price. The cheap deal, cheap domains will get more abusive registrations. Uh, you will see that when uh, an existing TLD that is otherwise near fine, when they run a promotion, they will probably get more abusive registrations coming in. Um, However, if if you want hard data, for us it's really hard to do that because it's not. I mean, we can measure the abuse. What we can't really measure ourselves easily is the price because there are so many different registrars out there. There are so many different websites out there, and getting the price and monitoring that are, you know, automatically is 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 hard. It's that's that's just uh, really tough to do. And but of I mean, oh, there's there's been. Plenty. I think there's even academic research out there that that shows a strong correlation between abuse and price. And just from from my experience of doing this over 10 years, I can say that the moment, you know, the price dives, the abuse goes up.
1: (laughs) We are asked a lot about providing evidence with our reports. Mm -hmm. Um, That's becoming a little bit more of a topic, I think, within the domain industry. Is it possible to get email uh, headers or other evidence um, with the reports? uh not always so we
0: we uh so for example there's a lot of domain abuse that doesn't uh, involve around email so uh we have quite good email visibility but uh we don't uh we have far less visibility into other types of uh, abuse like uh, trademark violations and stuff Mm -hmm. uh for example uh phishing there's a lot of phishing that happens Outside of email, and we find the domains, and they're very clearly phishing domains. I mean, they have the brand name in there. They have strings in it like login or accounts creation or anything like that. Password reset. Uh, there's there's uh, SSL certificates. If you go to the websites, if you find them, it's very clearly it's phishing. But mm-hmm. apparently, the messaging isn't happening over emails. Happening in WhatsApp or in text messages or on social media or I don't know where. So. Often we don't have we don't have the actual message that that sort of carries the domain name, but we, you know, uh, by looking at other things, we say yeah, we're pretty sure that this is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's actually I, w- I was in a uh, uh, a workshop last week where where this came up as well, and I mean it's I, I get that uh, that it's something that that people are looking for, and um, I'm I'm thinking about ways how we can share more evidence but in the end what we what we run is a reputation system and yeah. uh, and it calculates reputation based on factors that we think are important and sometimes we will have uh, um, we will come to the conclusion that the domain is bad before it gets used for whatever bad it gets used for
1: yeah, which is brilliant,
0: which is the brilliant part of domain reputation basically think about it you know you have domain uh, that gets used for something bad but before you can use it, you need to buy it, right? You need to register it. it. needs to be live. right? And so you have this window of opportunity between registration and use for badness. And sometimes that's a day, sometimes it's a week, sometimes it's a year. But this is your window of opportunity to figure out that this main name is bad before it gets used for whatever badness it is. Because if you're able to do that and you can have it in your, in your reputation data set, block list, whatever... Um, you can protect your users from the very first spam that's being sent or the very first phishing email that's being sent because you've already figured out this domain they bought is bad before they've used it.
1: Yeah, and- that makes a lot of sense. I think that maybe uh, explains uh, perhaps to, to, to viewers why a domain is on the block list that is not resolving and has no MX records, you know, yep. that there's it's a it's a kind of a prediction or a reputation score that yep. from what you've seen in the past um indicates that you know there's a there's a likelihood that this is going to be bad my,
0: yeah and' there's a there's, uh, yeah, the, yeah. There, there's a lot of stuff that goes on beyond email that, yeah. that yeah. Uh, involves domain names as well and domain names as as uh, 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 a pivotal part of, of whatever the abuse is um yeah uh, there's there's a lot of phishing that's being done that doesn't happen over email but if you look at the domain names it's very clear that that it's phishing.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. What um, attack vectors are new attack vectors are you observing today? uh, Or these days? I think I've read something about um, fishing rod attacks, as opposed to fishing attacks, and so forth. Can you explain a little bit about that?
0: uh so i mean stuff is always uh, uh evolving and 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 people always come up with new things um something that i've been just looking into this week was this a a, a malware campaign that is uh um very cleverly using uh old domains to to make it look legit and they're even um before they sent the actual the the, the bad emails the, the the dangerous emails because you know the the stuff they send in in the end leads to malware getting installed on your computer. Uh, the, they're even doing, doing like little warm up campaigns to to warm the IPs and the domains up, and, and with sort of innocent looking messages, very carefully targeted to uh, uh, to make sure that their message gets through as good as they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's it's sort of it, it's it's sad to see, and on one hand, on the other hand, it's, it's fascinating to see that that. Uh, uh, you know, the people on the other side, the, the, the miscreants, the bad people, um, are, are, they are very knowledgeable, and they, are, they have a great deal of, of interest in, in how you know, filtering systems, reputation systems work, and they, they, are, they are not stupid. And obviously, there's a lot of money to be made, and as long as that's the case, they are going to be very motivated to come up with new ways to, uh, to, to create abuse.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the threats are always evolving, uh, and staying on top of it, I think, is a full time job. Well, Carol, thank you so much for um, sharing your knowledge. It's been <laughs> a real welcome. thrill yeah. to uh, to speak with you, and uh, I think I've learned a lot. I hopefully our audience has learned a lot. Uh, but but thank you very much for your for your comments today. Yep. No problem.